Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Capistrano Mission in San Juan Capistrano, California, ringing out to announce a wedding. <clears throat> Isn't wasn't it beautiful? <clears throat> and tonight I uh, am going to talk about men and women, male, female, feminine, masculine, Mister Right, Miss Right. <clears throat> And um, I want to discuss some things. Uh, First, I want to talk to the men. Men, we need for you to begin to be men again. I mean real men. I think sometimes in this country that um, (laughs) the only real man role model we have now as the soldier. I think we've kind of relegated manliness to be manifested in a warfare situation, you know, because where a man is fearless and who is he is strong and men who are united in purpose and action and men who can go against the odds, lay down their life and fight for the rights and the freedoms of people and society. <clears throat> This does roll over a little bit to the policemen. I think that most of the shows on television are about policemen today because they're out, you know, defending us against the criminal. So manliness seems to be connected to defense and weapons of warfare against the evil. So I want to call to the men tonight to think about manliness in terms of your personal integrity. And to ask all of you to go down into your heart. Now just take some time to be there for a moment. And feel what it means to you to be a man. What does your heart tell you that a man does? What does your heart tell you is a manifestation of manliness? What do you truly desire to be yourself? What does being a man mean to you? I said on one of my shows recently that I just feel sorry for the American man because 
you guys are just constantly being bombarded by naked women and women shaking their butts and gyrations that emulate having sex, women with all these breast enhancements. I mean, in contrast to the Muslim woman who's covered from head to toe except for her eyes. I mean, the American woman is practically naked. So you guys are already thinking about sex a lot of the time anyway, and now you're constantly being stimulated sexually by movies and television and magazines. And So um, let me take a guess here. Today, do you guys consider yourself manly? If you're good in bed, is your manliness connected to your sexual prowess? Because years ago when I was single and dating, I found out that if a man only bragged about his sexual abilities, it usually meant he he didn't make much money and he didn't feel confident to be able to take care of a woman in a commercially acceptable way. You know, especially if the woman was still in childbearing years and her biological clock was ticking. I do, as a professional officiant, remind men that being a husband means that the man is already commercially established and would own a home. Because that's what husband means. It means a householder. So it's harder and harder for a man today to qualify to be a real husband if they've never been married, then they have to have, be, have to be successful enough to be able to buy a home for him for himself. And if he's divorced, the woman got the home. <laughs> I think all divorces should grant the custody of the children to the man, and then he keeps the home and raises the children, and then the woman gets to have them on the weekends to have fun with them. Because this would stop a lot of divorces in the first place. And in the second place, this would keep a man from jumping from one bed in the home he's provided for his wife and children that goes to the woman in the divorce to hop into another bed with another woman whose former husband has provided the home for her and the kids, which she got in her divorce. There's just far too much of this going on. And if your argument is that the children need the mother more than the father, just let me say this. The woman's going to have to go to work. She's away from the children all day. Anyway, so what is the difference, whether it's the man or the woman who gets the custody of the kids? Because in both instances, the person with the custody is going to be at work all day. So to me, the man has more ability to earn a better living and provide a more stable environment for the kids, as well as be the strong one who sets the boundaries and lays down the rules and enforces them, because the man would be in his manly position of defense and protection. And then the woman would then be able to be the mother without all of the pressures of maintaining the home. And I've witnessed a situation exactly like this. This marriage had produced four boys, and the father had the custody. And the mother was always available to be the nurturer to these boys, but the dad held the fort and raised these boys with values and principles. 
And today, three of them are now in their own independent lives. And the one last boy who's going to graduate from high school this year is considering going into the military. His dad is a retired Marine. This kid was born on the base at Pendleton Marine Base in Oceanside. He lived his whole life there until his dad retired. So he knows what it means to be a Marine, and he wants to be a Marine. So men, my call to you today is to detach from the matrix of commercial sexuality and once again allow yourself to only be stimulated by true love and compassion, which comes from your heart, which is above your waist. So begin to be the first in your group who will stand up against all forms of lewdness Be the first one in your group to tell your friends you're actually sickened by Miley Cyrus or Madonna or Beyonce. I am sick to death of seeing these women singers nearly naked, gyrating and emulating having sex while they sing. I'm just sick of it. And so, men, my call to you today is to to detach yourself from that... Arconian value system of domination and control, smashing and crashing your way to the top, killing the competition, doing whatever is necessary to make the money. You know, doctors who just signed paperwork from lawyers who are getting Social Security disability for people who aren't disabled. You guys know who you are. And managers and companies who contribute to the manipulation of the figures in order to keep the stockholders happy. You guys know who you are. What would it take for you as a man to continue in your profession, continue doing your job, if you began to only operate from your heart and be true to yourself? And only be honest. You know, my son says it's not possible to do this at any level of life in the corporate world today. And I think this is just a profound statement of how far we have fallen as a collective. If you're in this corrupt corporate world and you can't be the man there, then get out! Become a leader. Start your own business. Run your business according to your own personal value system, your honesty, and your sacred wisdom. And let me say to you men, I say this to you as a woman who started her own business at the age of 62. And I entered into a male-dominated profession. And I've been successful. And I recently just started another business in Omaha with a man who's a felon. He's paid his price. He was in prison. And while he was in prison, he thought things all the way through. And he decided he wanted to be a real man when he got out of prison. And he knows a lot about cars. So he started fixing cars in his garage and being honest. And, long story short, he now has a big repair shop with four bays and four full-time mechanics, and he has developed the reputation that if you take your car there to be fixed, they will fix it, 
They will do it right. They will tell you the truth, and they won't rip you off. So I met him, and he wanted to develop a towing business. So I invested in that. And then he said he'd like to sell used cars, that he would go to the auction or, you know, buy cars off of Craigslist, fix them up, and then sell them. And he would make sure that the car was safe and dependable so that a parent could buy it for their son or daughter and know that the car was safe. Or a single mother, you know, could buy a good good used car and be able to depend upon it. So I provided the capital for him to buy those first used cars to get started. And now we have a revolving fund that keeps the capital available to replenish the stock. And we call our business the kingdom of virtue. And on that Excel spreadsheet he sends to me every month, he lists the cars as the VKs. <laughs> They're the cars in the kingdom of virtue. VK1, VK2. <laughs> and he calls the two tow trucks that that uh, he bought, that I loaned him the money for, his VK tow trucks. And now we're on rotation with the state police and AAA. And even though Omaha didn't get any snow last year, because he had kind of hoped to pay off the trucks with a lot of snow tows, uh, and we're looking forward to some snow in Nebraska this winter, but still the towing business has been steady, and he's made every single one of his payments on time. You know, this is one man. One man who decided to be the man. And the only way things are going to change is for one man. One man here. One man there who decides he's going to be the man, a real man, and stand for truth and integrity and honesty. A man who is strong in his own self to be able to be the role model, to be the man and operate his kingdom of virtue amidst a wicked, perverse, and evil generation. Okay, now I'm going to talk to you women. (laughs) Women, all of you really want a real man? All you women out there looking for Mr. Right, you want a real man. But mostly the real men are all currently being emasculated today in the boardroom, on the battlefield, in the office, everywhere. Because the woman is there and she shouldn't be there. Her presence alone compromises his masculinity. He can't be the real man. Men work together with other men. Men together can get things done. Men are simple, straight to the point, linear from problem to solution. Men can unemotionally assess and solve and set in motion the policies and procedures that are in the highest and best good for all concerned. All concerned. The men, the women, and the children. 
So I am calling to the women to also detach from this matrix of sexual commercialization, from being used and abused to sell everything from coffee to tires for our cars. And I'm calling upon you to cover yourself up. Hide your womanly attributes. Become a mystery. And return to your kingdom and reconnect with your inner womanly attributes. You are the queen, the goddess, the matriarch as the womb of all creation, the high priestess, the holy, sacred, and wise woman who nurtures her man and loves him and provides him with her holy, sacred place where he can go to relieve him his burdens and to receive the divine wisdoms, the higher levels of truth and beauty and goodness, where he is refreshed and re-empowered to go forth and conquer and defend and protect. I just would like to see men, women quit trying to be men. I, I mean, I'm calling for the men to be the real men, but I'm calling for the women to become the real woman and allow the woman to return to the home where the boundaries and the true virtues are established and lived daily so that the children will learn and be supported in their years to maturity because the home is where there is love and faithfulness and trust and support, nurturing, acknowledgement and appreciation acceptance and allowing. My oldest daughter is a high school teacher in the public school system in Texas. She says there is no parental support today. She has an average of 165 students every semester, and she says uh, that less than 2% of the parents have ever shown one degree of interest in what their child is doing. No one comes to parent-teacher night. And she says, so the kids just have no interest in learning at all either because they know their parents could care less about it, so they don't care. And she says it's not the school system that's bad. She says there's just no parents today. She said that in one of the educational magazines she receives, there was a cartoon that showed the difference today about the reaction of a child getting a bad grade on his report card. The first cartoon shows the mom and dad sitting down on the sofa with the child and showing him the report card with the D on it and saying, what's going on here? Why did you get a D in this class? But the second cartoon shows the mother and the father going to the school and showing the report card to the teacher and saying, what's going on here? Why did my child get a D in your class? My daughter said that sometimes the only way she can get a parental involvement is to give a D. And even then, she says, she still won't hear from most of the parents. And what she observes is that most of the woman's money that she earns working outside of the home <coughs> goes mostly for child care. And the end result of parents trying to make more money so they can have a better life is that the, ch- the children are being sacrificed to an artificial standard of commercial values energized by the efforts of corporate America 
to keep the economy going. And having Nike shoes are the standard of value, not an A on their report card. I have a Chinese friend. She told me she was raised in a typical Chinese home, and I asked her what that meant, typical. She said, well, I was expected to be the top in my class, to get the highest grades, to be number one, to be the best. There was no room for failure or unaccomplishment. If I didn't get the A, I was afraid to go home. And my daughter teaches a class in mapping your future, which is designed to help juniors and seniors think in terms of what they might like to do to earn a living. (laughs) She says all the kids just want to be a rock star and make millions of dollars. No one thinks about becoming an electrician or a plumber or an accountant or a manager of a restaurant. But you know what? I never had any classes like that when I was in high school. This type of instruction was given to me and my sister and my two brothers at the dinner table at night when we ate together as a family. All of these various areas of achievement would be discussed. Information would be given to us about different kinds of jobs. And we were also told early on that they would see that each one of us had one year of college, and beyond that, we were on our own. So all of us worked really hard to get good grades in order to try to qualify for a scholarship. And then to supplement the scholarship funds, we worked while we went to college. Now, my sister and I got married, and we worked to put our husbands through college. My husband was in law school, and her husband was in medical school. And then our brothers worked and got their degrees and then took jobs in their uh, chosen professions. My older brother is a teacher, and my younger brother is a forester. And you know what? This is still America. When I had my writing office in San Diego back in 1989, almost 50% of what I wrote were resumes for people. And I had three separate clients that I still remember. The first man had started out in a restaurant as a server during high school. He worked his way up to assistant manager of his store and then manager. And then the resume I was doing for him was to interview as the district manager of the restaurant's businesses in three states. And another man started out working at his local movie theater, selling popcorn while he was in high school. And he worked his way up to being in charge of the concession stand. And then eventually he was manager of that movie theater. And his resume I was preparing for him was for his personnel file, as he had just been selected to be the manager of the new Nine Plux movie theater being opened in San Diego. Started out selling popcorn. And the other man started out working at the bank as a teller. He then went to selling various investments and services offered at the bank, and then he became assistant manager, and now he had been selected to be the manager, and we were updating his resume for his personnel file. This is all still possible today, but our kids need to have someone to who has their back. They need to have a mother and a father who is there, letting them know what is possible. 
acknowledging their accomplishments and encouraging them to continue on towards their own personal goals, to help them find out their strength and what they love to do and what they're good at. You know, there's no substitute for a mother. A daycare worker just can't do the job of a mother. So I'm calling to all of you women out there. If you are a woman and you have children, go home and take care of your children. Today there are unlimited opportunities for women to work from home. The computer has brought the world into the home. Everything can be done from the home now. You can run a business. You can get a college education. You get all your entertainment. You can learn about anything and everything today. So let us reestablish the home as the bastion of love, defense, dependability, support and encouragement, acknowledgement, boundaries of virtue and morality, sacred connections, nurturing, safety, and peace. And this is only going to be true if the woman is back in charge in her kingdom. Because the hand that rots the cradle literally still does rule the world. So I call to the women tonight, women of the world, Reestablish the home. Well, there's a couple other things I wanted to talk about that will automatically begin to be purified and cleansed and cleared out when the men become real men again and the women reestablish the home. Uh I want to call a ceasefire on all scenes on television and in the movies and on YouTube and our cell phones of people throwing up. I am sick and tired of seeing people vomit. I'm sick and tired of watching people go to the bathroom. Do you know there is actually an app for a game where you try to get this little person to get to the bathroom in time to do their business on the toilet or else they poop all over the floor. I mean, who wants to play a game like this? How in the world could a company make money selling a game like this? Who are the people who would choose to play this game and pay money to do it? I just don't get it. Is it supposed to be funny? I'm just kind of sick and tired of having people's rudeness and lewdness shoved in my face. Sick and tired of glorifying the base actions of people. It just produces the idea it's just okay to just fart or belch right in somebody's face. I mean, this is where children learn at home from the mother and the father what is acceptable behavior. You know, I had two girls come to one of my weddings recently, which was in a five-star hotel, and the groom and his groomsmen were in tuxedos, and the bride was in a traditional Princess Diana gown with a full train. And her mother, or her maid of honor, and all the bridesmaids were in full-length gowns with with uh, elbow-length gloves. And these two girls showed up wearing hooker heels, in tight jeans, 
low-cut T-shirts bearing their breasts and, of course, drawing a lot of attention to themselves. I don't know if they were just upset because they hadn't been invited to be in the wedding or what. I also wondered what their mothers would have thought about their appearance. So I wanted to ask them, do you just hate the bride? Is that why you look the way you do? Why did you even come here today? You certainly aren't here to honor the bride or the groom, because who would want to deliberately defile an occasion like this? I mean, everybody else was dressed appropriately. The men were in suits and ties. The ladies were in pretty dresses. Now, I do a lot of beach weddings, and I encourage my beach brides to say something in the the, uh, invitation that would allow for casual dress at the wedding. You know, something like, we will be on the sand, and a basket will be available for your shoes. Or we'll be providing uh, providing lays for all the guests. The Hawaiian costuming is encouraged. But when you're going to a fancy hotel for a wedding, it's pretty much generally acknowledged that this is going to be a very formal wedding. And formal attire is called for. I mean, this is just honor and respect. Well, there's one other thing that I wanted to address tonight, and this is, uh, I want to call a ceasefire now to all the preachers out there who are preaching that Jesus is coming again soon, and I am sick and tired of Jesus being called the Christ. So let me say this again, because I've said this a lot on a lot of my shows, But Jesus is not coming again. And if this is what you are basing all of your decisions on, you need to stop thinking that you're going to get delivered out of your life. You know, sitting around waiting for Jesus to come again is the same thing as committing suicide. We just had the son of a pastor here commit suicide because he felt there just were no answers to his problems, as far as he was concerned, except to just die, because Jesus hadn't come yet, and he had been waiting for him to come his whole life, and he hadn't come. So he just decided to go to Jesus. So he committed suicide. You know, Jesus has already come. He lived his life to show us how to live our life. He did everything perfectly as the perfect role model to show us how a human being can live his life. Jesus was human. He was here on earth as a human being. The Bible said that he was equal with God, but he emptied himself of being God because his purpose was to show us that as a human being, if we're connected to God like Jesus was, We have all the rights and privileges of a son of God because we are sons of God. Jesus said he was a son of God, and as a human, he did everything that a human son of God does. He healed the sick, he opened blind eyes, deaf ears, he fed the hungry, 
He walked on water. He could be in two places at the same time. He controlled the weather. He raised the dead, and he raised himself from the dead. And we can do all these things. He did it as a human so he could prove to us that we as human beings can do it. So he isn't coming back. He doesn't need to come back. He has other responsibilities now in our universe. He's very active at the galactic level, especially right now, mitigating and negotiating policies and procedures, which are greatly benefiting us right now. It's no mistake that we've now had six years of peace on Earth, and even this temporary statement to the Taliban in Iraq is not going to endanger our president's stand for peace. There are just times when the man must stand as the divine protector of the innocents, the women and the children. And Jesus is very involved there as to what happens on our planet Earth affects everyone in the galaxy. And Jesus has very grave and serious situations he's dealing with. He did what he was supposed to do. And because he did come here, he has a very active and personal interest in our accomplishments. And the Galactic Federation has been so pleased with our progress, but our participation now needs to be stepped up. So I'm making a call. I'm calling for preachers beginning to preach that we are sons of God and that the earth groans and travails for the manifestation of the sons of God to stand in their power and to call for the changes that are needed to bring our planet into allowing and acceptance in sacred and virtuous union with one another, loving and being loved, healing our damaged hearts, healing our bodies, and bringing forth all new life within a home where love rules, where the kings and the lords are in charge. You know, at Christmas, we uh, hear that uh, at concerts at Christmas time, we hear the, uh, the Messiah. And in that song, Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. King of kings and Lord of lords. King of kings and Lord of lords. Well, who are these kings and lords that Jesus is king and lord of? Those kings and lords are the man. And the man is the man when he's in divine union with his counterpart, the woman, his queen, his pure and sure complement, the high priestess of the temple, which is the home, and the wise woman who provides the sacred wisdom. And I call to the preachers tonight to quit talking about the Christ like the Christ is Jesus. Jesus is not the Christ. We are the Christ. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and the kings and lords that he is King and Lord of is the Christ. Jesus is the head, and we are the body down here on earth. 
Jesus is back in spirit, taking care of the matters of the galaxy, and I might add, our universe. It's just that Earth is the star of the show right now, and what is going on in our galaxy. And if you did know what was going on, you would be amazed. You know, our sun is operating in a whole new dimension of its power to help us right now. And all of the planets in our solar system are in configurations that are making the most power and energy available to us that has ever been available to us in millions of years. Today it is more possible to enter into your power as a single sovereign human with free will and the right of choice than it is have hardly ever been possible before. We are the Christ. We are the humans who are sons of God who are going to begin to be many, many, many Jesuses here on the earth doing everything that he did. And we got to get going on this. Study his life. Learn what he did. And then begin to believe that what he did, you can do. And if you feel like you need to get some training or education or some therapy or whatever you need to do to begin to be the man and to begin to be the woman, do it. It's never been more possible than right now. And I would add here, you already know what it is you are supposed to do. You already know what you're supposed to be starting to do. And if you will set your intention to start today, doors will begin to open. The way will open up to you. And you will begin to experience your own power as a son of God, a member of the Christ. The Christ is the body of God here on earth. We are the eyes, the ears, the arms, the legs, the heart, the liver, the muscles, the thoughts and feelings, the awareness of God here on earth in form. It's up to us now. Well, I guess I'm through. When I first thought about having my radio show and I was listening to some of the other shows on Blog Talk Radio and the other alternative uh, Internet radio shows, I thought to myself then, I'm I'm not going to be one of those ones that rants and raves. <laughs> I'm just going to sh- just share as a reflector and give the big pe- picture and uh, let people just make up their own minds about everything. I decided I didn't, didn't want to be famous. I didn't want to be an activist for any kind of a cause or political party or take sides on any issue. But to, And so tonight's show is a little bit of a departure from that. However, tonight's show is taking a look at the big, big, big picture and getting it down to basics. Because if we realize that we are the Christ the form of God here on earth with all of the power that Jesus had. And the men go back to being real men and the women go back to being 
real women. And we know that in the power of two is the key to ending all war, inequality, enslavement, poverty, sickness, and death. Well, we just solved all the problems of the world. (laughs) And in the really big picture, it's really, really simple. So this is Marcianne saying aloha. Hello. Goodbye. And I am happy with you. Then, Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.